Hello, everyone. It's time for the Geary, Stein, and Stevens Show. The show that covers everything from sports to politics to news to entertainment and everything in between. And now your hosts, Troy Geary, Will Stein, and Dave Stevens. Well, 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 welcome everybody. Dave Stevens here on this uh, another beautiful night in the East Coast as we're expected to get dumped on again. More snow and northeast are coming in, but uh, that's not going to damper my spirits or our guest tonight. And uh, my guest tonight, uh, give a little bit of an introduction. Uh, of course, you might know him from his days of guest on one of these sports of course, is uh, our guest tonight. Jay Harris, a sports anchor, has been there. I think that uh, 2003 has been a part of so many amazing shows, sports centers, and all of the things that you can do when you're at ESPN. And uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about Jay's amazing career, uh, our memories of when we worked together all those years ago at uh, ESPN, and of course, uh, the things he's doing now. So, Jay, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the show uh, from Bristol, Connecticut. So, I don't think we've ever had. Two people on from Bristol, Connecticut, uh, but uh, Jay, thanks for joining us on the Gary Stein and Steven Show. Dude, we could have done this from Page Park or something, you know? We should have. We should have. <laughs> and then we could have gone and ate somewhere. Like, Well, they took away Applewood Diner. They just closed a local uh, legendary diner that had been here for a long time. But uh, Jay, do you, do you pinch yourself that you're still, uh, I mean, you are now where we were years ago when we looked at the Bob Lees and the Chris Bermans and the Dan Patricks, and now... You have kind of moved into that role without them saying you're a grandpa or anything. But, uh, you <laughs> know, you're it. still this there. Right yeah. I mean, we'll take a look at some of the old pictures, but uh, you're still there. Do you, do you pinch yourself that you get to go to work every day and still do this? Uh, yeah. I mean, not literally because that would hurt, but yeah, kind of. I, I, I do pinch myself because it's those four letters have meant so much to so many since 1979. And to be part of that legacy of folks that I used to watch before I knew what Bristol, Connecticut was until now. I mean, it's it's been an amazing ride and an extreme pleasure and privilege to be to be in that number. And you're still doing it. We watch, you know, I, I see you hanging out with Hannah. Then they got you with Gary and you're doing TikToks and everything. I mean, you you continue to stay relevant and you continue to still have that fan base when there are so many other outlets that people can watch on their phones or whatever. So how do you stay fresh? Uh, showers daily. Um, <laughs> now, you know, I just, I, I have a 24-year-old and a 17-year-old. So they keep me current or try to, at least. Um, Gary is my TikTok social media sensei. So, you know... There are there are good people there. I have good people around me who do different things and show me different things and tell me when I'm you know that's a little that's a little old. You know that right? And you need to do this. So I, I listen. I try to listen. I don't listen to it all, but I try to listen to most of it. And how has the world of sports coverage changed? You know, just since our time together, we've watched it where everybody had to go to ESPN to get their highlights. And now, you know, you can get them from the teams, you can get them on Twitter. So you're really competing against so many different medias now. So how do you continue to put out such a good product? You know, I think you, 
you just have to learn to adapt to your environment before when say the the six o'clock or the 11 o'clock sports center was appointment viewing because you couldn't get it anywhere else you know you had the luxury of, of surprise and and you could write things a certain way to you know hold on to that suspense before you let someone know now when you tune in first sports center is live at 7 a.m even when you wake up at 7 a.m people have already checked their phones at 6 30 and they know what's going on they know who won the game last night they know who scored the most points so you, you, you know that going in. So you have to, you know, tailor your presentation to not necessarily uh, telling someone what happened, but letting them know how it happened and the impact it had and or last night or the impact it will have today or, or in the future. And, you, you know, you, you try to make sure you enhance your storytelling as opposed to just your, you know, direct game highlight score and you go to the next one. You make things a story, you draw people in and hopefully you draw them in, you keep them in for the next story and the next story. And then the show's over and you try to come back and do the same thing again tomorrow. And, and tell us how you got your start. I know you started out, you know, at, at Pittsburgh and you've, you've you know, kind of worked your way up. But what is the superhero origin story of how Jay <laughs> got to ESPN? I don't think many people know about it. I was um, working at MCI Telecommunications in Washington, D.C. And a good friend of mine decided that, uh, you know, she didn't want to work there anymore. She was going to move to Chicago and become the next Oprah because she was a communications major from Towson University, me being a communications major from Old Dominion University. I, I, I said, she's, she's absolutely right. This is not what I want to do. So I called a friend of mine that I met when I was in college, uh, networking kids. Networking still is a good thing. And he was a news anchor in the in the market. He's also a radio news director at a small AM station. And I said, I, I, I don't want to do this. I want to do that. Can you help me? And he said, I can I can give you plenty of experience. I just can't pay you any money. And I was making sixteen thousand dollars a year at MCI and, I, you know, called the confab with mom and dad, more dad, because I'd end up moving back to Norfolk with him. And he's like, is this what you really want to do? I said, yes. Well, will this help you? And I, I think so, because he's said he'd give me a lot of experience and I need experience. And he said, well, come on home and do it. So I took my one suit and two ties and left Washington, D.C., went back to Norfolk, Virginia, and started my radio, well, my journalism career as a radio news reporter, uh, then anchor uh, at WRAP AM radio. And so how did you get the call to ESPN? I mean, you were working and doing things, so you ended up Point A to point B, connect me the dots. Um, through the um, covering some stories in the Hampton Roads area, I ended up with a job in Pittsburgh and in radio. And while I was doing that, um, I did some, you know, you meet people in the market and I met a, a reporter uh, and I said, you know, I'd like to do some TV. Can Is anybody hiring or whatever? He's like, call my news director because we're actually hiring for part-time overnight update anchors. Uh, and, and tell them I sent you, and I did, and they gave me a writing test, which, you know, in radio, you write a lot, which in TV, you write a lot too, but it's a great foundation. And I, I passed the test, and I got a little part-time TV gig while I did radio. And later, a few years later, um, I threw my contacts in radio and in TV. I was able to finagle my way into the Fox affiliate uh, as a temporary reporter because you know, they had someone leave and they needed someone 
and the executive producer called me and he said, uh, you can be my temporary till I find someone with some real appreciable TV experience. And that temporary lasted about three months and they hired me full time. So now I was a full time TV general assignment reporter in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Did that for a year, weekend anchor for a year, main anchor for three years. And at the end of my contract, I sent a tape to a friend of mine who used to be my boss in, in my radio job in Pittsburgh. His name's Fred Brown. He's no longer with us. And I sent him a tape to critique it. Uh, he had left for a job at ESPN radio and um, sent him a tape, he called me back and he said, they really like your tape. Who is they? The folks here at ESPN. Why did you show my tape to the people at ESPN? Well, I'm working recruiting now and I thought it was good and I, I wanted them to see it. And they want to bring you up for an audition. Like, seriously? He's like, yeah. And my wife was like, well, you watch ESPN all the time anyway. Why don't you just go? Okay, I'll go. They were bringing in five guys and I was the third one. And I'd never, I, news, right? I was a news person, journalist, blah, blah, blah. Never did sports before. So uh, they brought me in. I wrote my audition because that's what we do. We write. Uh, did my highlight and never done sports highlight before in my life. I just had fun with it because it was basketball and I, I like basketball. I was a sports fan. So I just had fun with it. And I did it. And I uh, interviewed with a bunch of people, went back to Pittsburgh, didn't think much of it. And Fred called me and said they really liked it. They loved it. And they want to hire you. And I said, yeah, I don't want to go. And he's like, well, why not? I said, because, you know, I'm in the news mode, bro. That's what I want to do. I'm not, really, I'm not really feeling the whole sports thing. And he said, no, no problem. Uh, if I can help you in the future, you know, give me a call. Cool. Call me back the next day. They really want to hire you. Well, tell me about the job. ESPN News, nights and weekends, no mention of Sports Center, which didn't bother me at all because I didn't want the job anyway. Um, I said, well, how much does it pay? And he gave me the range. Uh, uh, and I said, I, I'm in that range now. And I don't know if I want to move from Pittsburgh to Connecticut and the boys three and my wife's dad was in the military and they had to move. I don't know if I want to move and we're kind of settled and the winters in Connecticut are cold, like the winters in Pittsburgh aren't cold. Uh, so I appreciate it, but I don't think I want to do it. He said, no problem. If I can help you in the future, give me a call. So my wife, hearing this, I guess, called him. And said, is this a really good opportunity for Jay? Yeah, I really think it is. All right, I'll take care of it. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> so I have that on one end. And my agent's like, you know what? We should, before you do this, we should, we should, we should give him a number just to see what they say. So I said, do whatever you want. Go ahead. Give him a number. And he did. And they didn't meet it, but they got close. And he said, you should think about this. I said, yeah, maybe I should think about this. So between the two of them, they, ESPN wanted an answer. And I said, okay, we'll go. We'll go to Bristol. Since you guys are smarter than me, we'll go to Bristol. All right, we're done. Went to bed that night. Woke up the next morning. I'm not going. I don't want to go. Uh, and I got that look from my wife, that look that, that I get when she knows I'm about to do something stupid, but I don't know, but she knows. So. She got out the legal pad, line down the middle, pros and cons, and the, the, the health benefits and the Disney benefits. Really, made it the Great best thing that she that she made because I would probably messed it up again. And I've been here twenty years, and that's that's how ESPN came into the picture. That's great, and uh, of course, uh, Troy Geary couldn't be with us tonight, so he actually shipped in his uh, questions for my old buddy. I'm Jack. not answering his questions because he's not there. Yeah, hey. You know, but I, I worked hard on the graphics and popped it up. So here we go, Troy. 
Hi, Jay. Troy Geary. Sorry I couldn't be there today. I'm uh, somewhere over the Rockies right now. But I got a couple questions for you. First, you've been on a lot of shows uh, with ESPN, First Take, Cold Pizza, NFL Live, to name a few. What has been your favorite one that you've been on or most memorable? And you got a story to share with one of them. Oh, I mean, that's easy, Sports Center. Because even when I was, you know, I'm not sure I want to work there. I watched it all the time because I was a sports fan and it's sports center is the signature show. It's that's, you know, Dan and Dan and Keith, that's the big show. That's what I wanted to do. It's, you know, Bob Lee and Robin Roberts and Linda Cohn. And it, it's what I wanted. It's the show. So when I got to the show, you know, I'm here. This is fantastic. Um, one show that stand, many shows stand out, but one, when I was doing the six o'clock sports center, Brian Kenny and myself, and it was on my birthday. Bill Walton happened to be in the building, um, and Bill Walton knew it was my birthday because I shared my birth. I share my birthday with Julius Irving. Doctor J. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Bill Walton. I share mine with Dominique Wilkins. So we have that cool. in common of guys that we could never play up to their game. Right? Absolutely. Um, so we're in the middle of the show, and in comes Bill Walton with a cake, singing "Happy Birthday" to me over and over again happy birthday dr j and it was i was it was fantastic it was, I, i'm gonna have to get that tape i don't yeah get the year but we can figure it out that, that was just that was amazing because this is this is freaking bill walton right uh singing happy birthday to me and that's the thing about espn and you you remember this you look up there is no there's no telling who you would see no. In the newsroom, in the building, shooting a commercial there, in the car wash, being interviewed, talking about whatever, as an analyst, just retired, whatever, coming in, auditioning. You never knew who was going to be in the building. It's just amazing. It is amazing. And uh, just as amazing as the way I look in these shirts from our, of course, our Fresh Clean Threads folks that are our sponsors for our show. And again, if you go to freshcleanthreads.com, type in the show code. GSS show, you get 20% off of these amazing shirts. I love them. I wore them in Arizona, and everybody's asking. My sons are wearing my bomber's jacket. So go to freshcleanthreads.com. They got Henleys. They got all kinds of great shirts, clothes, style. You look good, you feel good, and you save some money. And that's, of course, what we try to do is do good things for people like Jay has done a lot of times for a lot of people. You do a lot of work. Were you listening to music as you yeah. were modeling those shirts, or you just, is that that natural rhythm you got inside yourself? It's, it's you know, it's like dun dun dun. Since I don't have the legs to dance, I guess I have the good upper body for it. Use me. your body, bro. That's all you yeah, need. Use your yeah. body. Yeah. But uh, you know, we've we've been together a long time as as far as friends, and you you never hesitate to you know answer when I ask you to. Hey, let's do something crazy during COVID when I shot a video, and and you're always there. But you're always there for charities, Jimmy V. I mean, why? Why are you so, you are, and the thing, I'm going to put you on the spot because you are such a good person on the air, but you're an even better person off the air and, and you don't change. You're not like Howard Stern where you, you play a character one way. You are that same genuine person. Probably because, um, one, we're all human beings and I'm just, I'm just, I wear makeup and I have a cool job and I'm no better than anybody else. Um, there have been people there that I've, I've given you several examples of that have been there for me in various ways that have helped me either to help find a job advice, 
something, whatever. Barry Sachs. I mean, most of our viewers don't know who Barry Sachs is, but very, I mean, there are too many people with stories. It was just, it's, if you don't know him, we could go on for an hour about just a wonderful person at ESPN who helped people. And to your point of those good people that helped you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what, I mean, we're supposed to help each other. So whether if it's charity or Thanksgiving and there's a couple of PAs who you don't have family, come over and eat, whatever. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. So my grandmother always said, always be nice. So you just just try to be nice. Just try. Keep doing it. And speaking of nice, I have another nice question for Troy, who uh, couldn't be with us tonight. But go for it, Troy. You've been involved in a lot of great ESPN Sports Center commercials over the years. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, you getting on the elevator with New Jersey Devil, finding out he was going down and getting off. What has been your favorite one that you've done? That's like that's like picking your favorite child. <laughs> Man, I, I've done almost 34, 35 maybe. I, whew. I don't know. I mean, like that one was that one's a good one. I really, really like that one. Um, I like the one and little dialogue, such little dialogue. It was just it was very simple. It's the, the devil can't talk yet. No, it was so funny. Going up, okay. I'm not going with you because because <laughs> if you're not going up, you're going down. Um, walking through the walking through the, the, the offices catching stuff, Larry Fitzgerald catching stuff. That was, that was cool too. And and that, you know, that sparked a nice friendship. That's the mm-hmm. benefit of doing some of those things. Um, man, I don't know. We'll go with those two, but then I'm, yeah. I'm leaving out too many other kids. I'm leaving you know, out too with many the mascot kids. changing the Cubs in the world series to zero. Yeah. A lot of those, uh, yeah. there's so many, but, uh, you know, Jay, as, as you continue, do you, do you see yourself like, I mean, obviously it's not up to us as far as how long we stay at a place like that, but how long do you want to keep doing this at, at the Worldwide Leader? Oh, until I say I can't. It's, um, and I'm stealing from Ernie Johnson. This is a job that I get to do. I don't, I don't you know, I have to, I got to go to work today. No, I get to go to work today. I, I get to sit beside Hannah Storm, and I get to do Sports Center. I, I get to present this iconic network, this iconic product. I get, I get to be a part of this every day. I'm not really trying to run from it. Uh, I mean, someone could make me an offer that I can't refuse, and that'd be great. It'd be wonderful to experience that. Um, someone can, you know, say you can stay here for the rest of your however long you want to stay. That'd be great too. I, I just. I have a year left on my contract. Well, it's less than a year now, so we'll see in November if they if they want me to stay. But I'll I'll stay as long as I can. It's it's a, it's been a fantastic ride. And you and you always have so much fun. I just watch you. You know, you never know if you've got uh, one of your uh, analysts out there with a dog, and you you create something with a dog doing picks and things like that. I mean, you guys, you and especially on the weekends with you and Hannah, you guys have so much fun. It's still it's enjoyable. To just watch you guys still, you know, and there's Thank you. so many other options that you could do, and yet I still still think you guys, you know, and, and I remember the philosophy in the old days of ESPN. They when they change, we don't want to have these anchors that become teams. We don't want to have this, but I still think that the fans tune in to see 
interaction and to see the byplay and to see the fun. If I, you know, we could all just sit there and watch, you know, somebody reading. But again, we're we're letting you into our house, so we feel like you're kind of our family, and we still expect a little bit of that. Absolutely, and and you you know you get people who enjoy working together. You get that chemistry, and you can you can feel it, and it makes for a better product. So whoever changed the team philosophy, I'm glad they did. That was a smart move. Absolutely. All right. Uh, before you and I continue, we'll get one more out of the way for Troy, so I can put him to bed for the rest of the night. Go for it, Troy. I heard you're a pretty good bass guitar player. What is your favorite song to play on the bass? And also, I uh, heard you're pretty also good at golf. Can you beat Dan Hicks? And what is your handicap? Um, no, I cannot beat Dan Hicks. Um, and my handicap right now, that's tough because it's winter and I haven't played. So I think on paper or on the computer, I think it's, I think I'm 16. 18. I'm pretty. I'm a pretty average golfer. I'm not that great. I'm an. I can play well, and then I can play like I've never played before in my life. Um, so as far as the bass player, favorite song to play, man, I don't know. When I was in high school, um, with my band, we played a little bit of everything and a lot of Prince. So I don't know. Maybe maybe a Prince song or maybe Michael Jackson. I I, I don't know. Um, you still play much? You know what? No, I don't. I kind of revived a thing um, before COVID messed it all up. Uh, Elle Duncan and I actually were, were, it formed a band. Uh, she was a singer. I was a bass player. And we had a, a drummer who was the husband of one of our um, our hair folks. And uh, the guitar player was the, the uh, husband of another one of our hair folks. And they've since moved because, you know, COVID got to find work and a young keyboard player and you know it was fan it was great um but kind of fizzled out because of the pandemic and we lost our guitar player and we really haven't done anything so i'll sit around and I'll, I'll noodle around in the house if i hear a song that i say you know i need to learn that just to play around with it i'll do that that's about and, it and i gotta go back to golf for a second because you, you gotta brag but i do have to ask a question so in 2014 you're playing at a <laughs> golf tournament uh, the video exists of the after the fact, but you did get a hole in one and you yeah. win a car. So first, what was that moment like? And then second, what are the taxes on when you win a car? I've often wondered when you're on the prices, right? They don't tell you the good and the bad of those things. So taxes are heavy, man. <laughs> we, we decided to take the cash instead and the taxes were still heavy on the money. It doesn't matter. Taxes are yeah. just taxes. Um, that day, that was so surreal. My, my team, we were just, we were killing it. We were, I think we were going to win. We, we, and we, we rolled up to the, the 17th hole and it was a par three and the car was there. We we're like, oh, this would be amazing. We'll get a hole in one and we'll drive off in the car. It'll be fantastic. And uh, my buddy, he went first and he landed a shot on the green. So we got a, we got a shot for birdie. My next buddy kind of shanked his into the woods because he had he had a few too many to drink that day um, and then it was my turn and i used his tea because i was too lazy to go in my pocket and get my own tea and it was uh par three 192 yards i had a six iron and i just put a good swing on it and it hit left and it rolled and then we couldn't see the ball and our caddy was like can't see a ball i think it's in the hole i think you just want a car and everyone started jumping around. I'm like, no, stop. It's not in the hole. 
your binoculars don't work. Don't even, don't even front, like stop it. So my buddy drove down with the cart, walked onto the green, looked into the cup, did this, touchdown, it's in there. Then we just went crazy. Then we just, just went absolutely nuts. And the funny part about it is it was uh, Mike Woodson's tournament. And um, he was a couple of groups behind us. So after we won the car, took all the pictures and did everything, they took the car off the hole and he was coming up to the car hole. He's like, where y'all taking the car? It's like, didn't you hear? Jay Harris got a hole in one. And he said many words that I will not repeat because <laughs> he was mad that I wore the car. <laughs> and afterward, you know, you get a hole in one, you have to buy the drinks. So afterward, he presented me with the bar tab and it was like $550,000. They, I'm sure he just picked the number. And I looked at it. And I, looked at him, I looked at it. I looked at him. And he knew I was about to have a heart attack or a stroke. And he said, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just a joke. <laughs> it's just a joke. <laughs> yeah, Norman wouldn't approve that expense. Before, huh? <laughs> and you, remember, you remember Reggie Theus? Yeah. Reg, okay. Um, long time NBA, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Prolific scorer. He comes up to me. He's got a picture on the same hole, his ball. And he's like, I was a foot away. I was so close. And I said, well, mine went in. And then he said an expletive that I now will not repeat that we talk about every time I see him now. It's I just, you know, I have that on him. And that's fantastic. Have you come close since then? or I've got one more. Oh. At, at Chippenny Golf Club. I was, I was out there. It was a par three. It was a hole number eight, but 122 yards. And I, I hit it, and it bounced and went in. I was like, "Really? It's that simple, huh?" The game is just that simple. Wow. And I haven't done it since. Been years and years and years trying, and uh, wow, to get two is amazing. And uh, as we begin to wrap up, uh, of course, with my old buddy Jay Harris from ESPN Sports Center and so many other amazing projects that he's been a part of with ESPN. Um, you know, I, I have to ask just because it, it still bothers me and I didn't want to get too controversial, but what can the NFL do to address the issue of, of the coaches? And I don't want to put you on the spot, but we're seeing successes in the NBA and we've, you know, we've, we're seeing successes, you know, with Deion Sanders. What is the NFL? I, I'm just at a loss for words as I continue to see regurgitation of the same guys and, and other people that either have to go back to college or just don't get those opportunities. And I just, I don't know what we can do to make this, you know, if your players are 65 to 75% black, why aren't there more coaches that are getting these chances? That's If I knew the answer to that question, I'd be a rich, rich man. I don't know. I mean, the, the, I guess the pat answer is we have to somehow diversify ownership or get the owners, um, in rooms with these these aspiring head coaches so they're comfortable with them it's this 2023 man if you got to do all that so somebody can be comfortable with you i mean really what is wrong with you i mean that's just that's i don't know what we can do but it's that issue in the nfl is is just it's a reflection of a, a large part of society still. So if we can fix the NFL, we can totally age out. I almost don't know. I mean, and I hate to say, but it's, you know, I'll say it, it's a good old white boys network and we 
the demographics don't meet what the fan base are and the player base and everything. And again, those, you know, maybe some of the successes would be more if they were in tune with these players and had these players that, you know, weren't, you know, so far removed from some of the coaches. But anyway, I, didn't, I just, no, I, a good I've always, yeah, I mean, the Rooney rule just doesn't seem to be much of a rule and more of a, just a cover, let's cover our butts. But we've yeah. got, you know, I talk to uh, Hugh Jackson all the time and we just shake our heads that, the league continues to kind of get away with whatever their policies are. I, yeah. I don't. I didn't want to bring it down. I just figured this is just. Uh, but I will ask you one quick question about college because uh, I'm very worried that now that they've opened it up, uh, what they're doing that was illegal that they're now doing legally, where they can give the students money and do these things, and now these students are one and done after one year, and it's like everything's worse than free agency in the NFL. It's just ripe for some big, huge scandal to come up where somebody's just going to buy an entire group of college kids to put out a super team. You mean like when it was illegal before, but everyone still did it, and yeah. people still bought teams. It was just illegal and under yeah. the table, and everyone did it anyway. Yeah, this, this is just a newer version of what we've always been doing. Is that that what you're that what you're talking about? Yeah, but yeah. it's like you know you in the you know we in the major leagues now we used to have guys that played 10, 12 years with a team. Now you don't get a college player. There are college players that are on their fourth teams because now they can bounce around and get a better deal. Yeah. Um, I guess part of that is, you know, if someone's going to pay you, why not? I mean, it, it depends. It, I don't know. Economics, um, capitalism, I don't know. Are they a step away from high school, though? I mean, now you can do these These. These kids can sign their their characters or whatever in a high yeah, school name level, image and likeness yeah yeah i mean but but why not i mean it's that's the good old american way if you can make money on your name image and likeness versus your your team making all the money um and i always go back to you know the fab five in michigan and the stories of them i i see my jersey hanging up in the bookstore and i don't have money to get a pizza michigan was making cash off of jalen and, and chris and and the rest of those guys and they had nothing to show for it, nothing. And then I don't, you know, I don't know if Chris took money or whatever. But then all of a sudden, he's the bad guy, right? So I mean, I, I don't know. They, I think they should be able to make something. If 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 there wasn't so much greed before, there could there should have been a what could have been a way to share it with the players. But you know, adults have a funny way of messing things up for kids. Like people like to say these kids today, th these adults today shaped these kids today. If there's something wrong with these kids today, these adults today are making the rules. These adults today are the ones playing politics with each other. These, these adults today are doing all the things that are affecting these kids. So maybe you, we should let the kids have more power and run things and make more decisions. They can't do any worse than these adults today. You know what I mean? That is very, very poignant. And I uh, thank you so much for being a part of our show today. It's great. Uh, I hope we get to catch up in person again uh, real soon. Uh, when are you going to get back out playing golf again? As soon as it gets warm. I mean, I'm ready. I am ready. I look at my well, clubs every day. I talk to my clubs. Actually, it's almost time. It's almost time. We can go play some golf. And they talk back. Now, does your bass guitar get jealous when you're talking to the golf clubs? I keep them in separate areas in the okay. house. They don't see each other. I don't even think they, they don't know the other one exists. So please, not not too loud. Please. All right. And uh, of course, uh, you're going to be able to see.
and Stephen show exclusively on your home TV. And if you take a look real close, I think we'll we'll have to change this promo. But there's our good old friend Linda Cohn, who uh, was a big part of that. And again, you can watch uh, all the great things we did at the Super Bowl. There's my old buddy uh, working out, Jason, there. But uh, again, thank you, yourhometv.com, to watch the Gary Stein and Steven show. And again, follow on all social media platforms. You never know who's going to pop by. It's going to be a great month. And, Jay, I know you've started your March Madness, March Madness uh, all day. They had things going on today with all of the picks. And I saw Seth Greenberg on pretty much every show. And uh, all of those. Uh, it's a great time of year. I mean, basketball is so fun. I mean, it's got a. Did you do your pool yet? Did you uh, make your picks? You mean, did I make my annual donation to somebody's kid's college? <laughs> Not yet, but I will soon. <laughs> and the numbers to see, I mean, they were well over to the four million. I think I don't know what they've hit. Well, it's up to seven now. Wow. Yeah. Just, just amazing. But yeah. uh, great March Madness, and again, we got some great shows. We have you. We've got Tommy John, Jim Layritz, uh Don Most from Happy Days coming up on Wednesday. So, Foxy. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for uh, joining us, Jay. And thanks uh, for your continued amazing work on ESPN. The legendary Jay Harris joining us tonight on Geary, Stein, and Stevens. And that's going to wrap things up for us today. So please continue to follow us on all social media platforms. You know, like what we do. Jay does. Otherwise, he would have been on the show. That's right. So for myself... Troy, Will, they're not here. I'm Dave Stevenson. Good night, everyone. Have a great tomorrow, and hopefully you don't have too much snow wherever you are.